I'm Andrew Smith, and this is Today in Church History, a place we're reminded that history is truly his story. History is the story of God and the demonstration of his glory in the theater of world events. Today is Tuesday, January 14th, 2020. But on this day in history, January 14th, 1739, George Whitfield was ordained to gospel ministry. Though preaching to anyone virtually anywhere, regardless of their denominational affiliation, Whitfield was ordained in the Church of England as a priest. It was Charles Spurgeon who told his students one time, it was a brave day for England when Whitfield began field preaching. This so-called field preaching is precisely what marked Whitfield's ministry. Being barred from the established churches, Whitfield took to the fields, thrusting himself into open-air preaching the month after his ordination. His first outdoor sermon was at Kingswood near Bristol, and he preached to miners and their families. The crowd totaled some 200 souls, but later the crowds would swell to tens of thousands of people, and Whitfield found himself as the greatest preacher of the First Great Awakening. Whitfield preached to the young and the old, the rich and the poor, the elite and the dregs of society. Wherever he went, he set up his little portable pulpit, and he appeared like a caged lion before the crowds as he roared forth God's grace and judgment. Benjamin Franklin, though not a believer, admired Whitfield and went to hear him preach in America. Ben Franklin calculated that his message could be clearly heard by 30,000 people. It was normal for people to hurl objects at Whitfield as he preached, stones, mud, rotten fruit, and purportedly even a dead cat. Whitfield preached in both England and America. In Savannah, Georgia, he famously established an orphanage. I've been to the original site of that orphanage. Today it is a school, but portraits abound on its walls of George Whitfield. He is simply a figure that cannot be forgotten in church history or even American history for that matter. Now I'd like to commemorate today, January 14th, the day Whitfield was ordained to preach, by offering three reasons the Lord blessed Whitfield's preaching. These reasons serve as helpful reminders to the church of the type of preachers and preaching that God honors. The first reason that the Lord blessed Whitfield's preaching was due to Whitfield's humility. At 22 years of age, Whitfield prayed, O Heavenly Father, for thy dear Son's sake, keep me from climbing. Carrying his own pulpit before the mocking crowds instead of mounting the stairs of an ornate sanctuary in the Church of England proved that God had answered that prayer. Though John and Charles Wesley are credited with founding the Methodist Church, it was really George Whitfield who organized the First Methodist Society. It was Whitfield who led the charge in field preaching, with Wesley following in his stead. It was Whitfield who cared for those who converted under his preaching by organizing societies and placing spiritually mature brothers over those converts to disciple them. In humility, Whitfield handed the reins of leadership over to the Wesley brothers. Separating over the doctrines of God's sovereign grace, especially election, predestination, and the security of the believer, Whitfield was the more peaceable one in comparison to John Wesley. Remaining strong in his convictions, while at the same time being steadfast in his love for Wesley, he all but begged Wesley to not let their disagreement affect their relationship. 
The Methodist movement split, not because Whitfield no longer wanted to remain friends with John Wesley, but because they could not reach doctrinal agreement. This resulted in a Calvinistic Methodist branch arising as Whitfield stepped away from the movement he launched. He was begged not to leave, but in part stated, Let my name be forgotten. Let me be trodden under the feet of all men, if Jesus may thereby be glorified. Let us look above names and parties. Let Jesus be our all in all. I care not who is uppermost. I know my place, even to be the servant of all. The second reason the Lord blessed George Whitfield's ministry was not only due to his humility, but secondly, due to his hard work. Whitfield told a friend, complaining about how often Whitfield was preaching, I had rather wear out than rust out. He rose each morning at 4 o'clock to begin each day and preach somewhere between 40 and 60 hours each week. During these 34 years of ministry, it's estimated that he preached over 18,000 sermons. He crossed the Atlantic 13 times as he passed back and forth between Great Britain and the United States. He also preached in Scotland and Ireland as well. In contradistinction to his longtime friend John Wesley, who was not a Calvinist, Whitfield, who was a staunch Calvinist, did not presume on God's blessings. He did not presume on God's grace. On more than one occasion, he quoted the familiar maxim, We are immortal until our work on earth is done. We learn from this that an industrious spirit does not conflict with a robust Calvinism. Trust in God's meticulous sovereignty compels God's servants to pay attention to the tiniest of details, to watch the clock, as it were, and to work hard to the glory of God rather than become complacent or apathetic. The Lord blessed George Whitfield's ministry and his preaching in particular not only because of his humility and his hard work, but number three, because of his heroism. Whitfield was bold. His meekness in dealing with his disagreement with Wesley's doctrine does not mean Whitfield was marked by weakness. Much to the contrary. Whitfield was marked with a singular focus. Preach anywhere and everywhere he could place his little portable pulpit. The mocks and jeers. The laughs, the cheers. Whatever God ordained was worth it to Whitfield to preach the excellencies of his Savior and the glories of the gospel. Actors imitated his preaching in a display of mockery on the stage at the London Theatre. Songs about him with obscene lyrics pervaded, and his best friends all but deserted him. But Whitfield marched on. George Whitfield's commitment to preaching gospel truth serves as an example of the type of preaching God blesses today. Simply declaring the simple gospel and a long life of faithfulness is what God calls every preacher to do. Boldly proclaiming the doctrines of grace even when not popular, even when the church despises you as well as your own friends, that is the type of preaching God honors. Unbending, unyielding, resolute, humble, hardworking, and heroic. Oh, that God would raise more men like this who wield the sword of the Lord. From such preaching, revival can come just as it did in the days of George Whitfield. Thank you for listening to this podcast of Today in Church History. To access more episodes, you can search for me on Apple iTunes by Googling Today in Church History. Remember that history is spelled H-I-S-S-T-O-R-Y. You can also visit my website, www.heartaflame.org. There you'll find various articles, sermons, and other podcasts that are archived. Until next time, this is Andrew Smith.